When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey everybody, it's Matthew Collar here. We're talking Vikings football five days a week on Purple Daily. Available on Apple, Spotify, and the Score North app or wherever you find your podcasts. And look, if you're tight on time right now and you can only listen to one segment from today's show, here it is. Well, I, I, I stood here, um, I believe it was after the Bears game, and I felt there were a lot of questions about our lack of effectiveness. And I said, honestly, it's, it boils down to we've missed a couple of shots in our play-action game. And I said, if we had hit those, I think we would be feeling a lot differently. It's it's not a litany of issues. Suddenly, we hit a couple shots in our play-action game, and it felt a lot better. So to say, what would you attribute it to? I would attribute it to the play-action hits that we've had. You know, again, the explosive runs were there from the beginning. So, yeah, you could say explosive runs, but that's been there, I think. We've hit some screens, but I think we've also done that throughout. So, you know, it's it's just been a couple plays here or there that are big, and they end up kind of weighing the, the statistics a certain direction. Minnesota Vikings quarterback Kirk Cousins there, Matthew Collar, Purple Daily, Sage Rosenfels back with me after spending a few days in Cabo. Sage, did you grind tape in Cabo? Uh, no, I grinded. I grinded. I, I ground. Grounded? You I ground. ground. This morning when I woke up, I got in at 1 o'clock last night, set my alarm so I could get up, and I watched the game twice, actually. I watched wow. it uh, fully through, and then I, and I sort of went back a second time and and I started thinking about, you know, we've, we always have this conversation about uh, what type of passes uh, Kirk Cousins throws, you know, what type of are called, I should say, in the, you know, in the game plan. And, and this was a great mix uh, by Kevin Stefanski and I think really, you know, maximized Kirk's strengths and, and things are sort of hitting on, on all cylinders. And, uh, and it, obviously it was a, it's a fantastic football game and, and the best game that the Vikings have played this year, in my opinion. Okay, let me run a few thoughts by you, and you tell me if you saw and felt the same way about this game. I thought that getting Kirk a couple of quick throws early really helped his confidence, that there were times where the Eagles were playing off coverage and they would just throw a little five- or six-yard pass or a little quick screen to Thielen or Diggs, and then there was the third down throw that was a tight window throw, and it was the one that he usually doesn't make where Thielen wasn't even out of his break yet, but he threw it right on time. It was perfect. And from the very get-go, Cousins had a different confidence about him in that game than we saw in Chicago. It was complete night and day. And I guess I, I want to know if you think that that's sort of the model to get him confidence early in games, because it seems to me, Sage, that you can usually tell with Cousins where it's going to go based on how he comes out right out of the gate whether he has success or not right away might dictate his confidence throughout the game 
Yeah, and, and you know, starting off right out of the gate, they did two things. They did a quick game uh, with Kirk as, you know, make an easy decision and, and, you know, the ball hits your hands. If it's too high, you're probably going to work inside. And if it's single safety, you worked outside and it was single safety. And he had Stefan Diggs. So that sort of two birds with one stone right there, a quick pass, get the ball to, out of uh, Cousins' hands and out, off to Diggs. We want to get him the ball a lot in the game. And then, they boom, they come back with a reverse to Diggs. I mean, obviously there was a lot of thought process and let's get Stefan the ball. And, uh, and so, yeah, I, I think they start off with some you know, easy completions. But he had a different sense of urgency, you know, a little different mm-hmm. confidence it felt like about with Kirk Cousins this week. I mean, it really felt like he you know, came into the game knowing they sort of had the advantage, that there was the secondary that was near the bottom of the league in a lot of statistical categories, uh, that they were, were probably going to have to struggle to run the football. They were, they were giving up only 63 yards the game with the Philadelphia Eagles uh, against the run, and that, you know, he thought this was a game that uh, he could take advantage of this defense, and he did. And so he came out uh, with, a, again, like a sense of urgency, a sense of confidence about him, and they got a lot of uh, uh, easy completions early. And then, actually, as the game went on, that's when they really started to hit some of these play actions. There was not much for play action early in this ball game, as you broke down each individual throw, and then you go back and go, okay, they had so many you know deep play actions and, and 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 screens and things like that. Those deep play actions came more in the you know second quarter, third quarter uh, when they had run the ball a little bit, and that's when they really took their shots. and And uh, it, it was a beautiful game plan. And, and again, you know, I, th- I think I think Kirk Cousins is best game of the year. I also thought that they took advantage perfectly. Of- of what the Eagles were trying to do on defense. It was clear to me from going back and reviewing the film that the Eagles said, we are going to put in our base package and we're going to shut down Delvin Cook. We're not going to let them beat us with Delvin Cook. And they didn't beat them with Delvin Cook. They beat them with a ton of explosive plays through play action. But we remember the bombs that were thrown, and those are both great plays by the Vikings, of course. But when I looked at some other plays, Sage, it kind of amazed me how the Eagles continued to let the same thing beat them over and over, where the Vikings would line up two tight ends or a tight end to fullback, and they would have Rudolph block. He actually blocked a lot in this game, and then have ham block and, and run play action, and the linebackers were just jumping up, and they were putting eight men in the box almost every Every single one of these plays and Malcolm Jenkins up in the box biting every single time on these play actions. And there were receivers running wide open and credit to Kirk Cousins. He was able to make the throws. Well, it was the Belichickian, you know, style of defense in that, you know, we're going to stop what they do best. And the Vikings so far this season, what they've done best is run the football with Dalvin Cook. And so they were dead set on stopping that and make Kirk Cousins beat them. And they did. They had, you know, too many guys in the box. They didn't play with deep safeties very often. Their safeties were aggressive on the crossing routes and allowed for these post routes to be open. And uh, the, the interesting thing is the first real shot they took in the game, you know, looking back, they missed, they missed a 50 yard, about a 50 yard yep. touchdown pass to, uh, Stefan Diggs. And then after that, they hit another one not long after. And, and it's, it's amazing when you go back. And we've talked about it uh, for really since Gary Kubiak was hired uh, to be an offensive consultant, but sort of a, I almost look as maybe a, a mentor to, to Kevin Stefanski, who's a young coordinator. Uh, but we, we talked about there was going to be this outside and inside zone scheme and then the play action and the bootlegs that go off it. And you go back at these play action, you have that missed, you know, probably a 50-yard touchdown pass. Then you got about a 15-yarder, a 15-yarder, uh, a touchdown, uh, and then another one for 30. I mean, those are the play action calls in the game. 
And then the bootleg calls in the game were a 50-yard touchdown pass where uh, where the Philadelphia Eagle defender thought he was in some sort of cover two and had the flat and obviously had no safety help over the top, hit him wide open for a touchdown. And then it's a 13-yarder, an incomplete, a 13-yarder, and a 15-yarder. I mean, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. And that's how you get you know, Kirk Cousins at 115 uh, yards per uh, yards per attempt. That's pretty. Uh, that's 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 ex- that's not that's outstanding. That's like you just don't see those types of numbers. When you and I left Chicago, we walked out saying, "You know how many opportunities he had down the field that Kevin Stefanski and Gary Kubiak drew up that he just wasn't." able to get the ball to his guy, and a lot of that was because of the pressure, and then there was the seeing ghosts element of it for Kirk Cousins. But this was almost like the same game plan, or at least similar, a lot of the similar concepts with a team that was focused on shutting down Delvin Cook, only this time they were able to pass protect. And that outstanding su- pass protection really surprised me, Sage. I mean, with the defensive line and the talent that the Eagles were running out there, I was amazed at how well they did in pass protection, especially Rashad Hill comes in off the bench, doesn't allow a single pressure, but also they were able to use Rudolph and Irv Smith. And Mike Zimmer talked about today Rudolph being a better blocker than he has been in the past this year. I mean, there have been times where we've just sort of made fun of him for his blocking. Like, okay, he's a pass-catching tight end. They used him a lot as a blocker. They used Irv Smith as a blocker. And, and they were able to use seven guys in protection a lot of times, seven against three or four, because the play actions were bringing in the linebackers so much that, that it was almost like, okay, we're taking care of the linebackers with the play fake, and we could just focus on blocking four or blocking five. It, it was really impressive even, even from that aspect of it, too. Well, Kirk Cousins threw nine, 29 passes in this ball game. He was 22 of 29 for 333. Of those 29 passes, I counted up nine passes that were just straight drop back, where whether he's in set, under center, whether he's in shotgun, he's catching the ball, there's no fake. The tight ends are out, the receivers are out, the running backs are maybe chipping, but they're out. There's no sort of fake or, of any sorts. It wasn't a screen or, or a three-step drop or or anything like that. There was nine out of the 29. So less than a third where they have to just go, okay, me versus the three technique if I'm the right guard right, or me right. versus a, a good pass rushing. That I love that because those are the hardest ones. Those are where you're sort of everyone's on an island in a lot of ways. The tackles are on islands, and a lot of times the guard ends up being on an island because the center is maybe helping out the other guard. And so you have a lot of times three one-on-ones, much less if there's some sort of blitz. And so those are those are the most challenging plays for an offensive line, and they played outstanding in this ball game. I, I did I count up only one sack, uh, I believe, yep, and it was yep, and it sack. wasn't a drop back pass uh, in this game. But you know the, the the screens, I saw three three screens, and and uh, but so many were either a what, what a deep play action where Rudy uh, is blocking and he's in on it, uh, and also obviously the running back after the fake is blocking. You have a whole bunch of those. You've also got what I call seven-man protection, uh, where it looks like sort of a draw with the fullback in the game, and maybe the tight end's getting out, but still it's it's, it's good, solid protection. And, uh, and just staying away from those just pure drop-back passes out of shotgun uh, because that just, just, I think it sort of maximizes the it's, – it's hard. It's just really hard to play offensive line in this league uh, and, and, and drop-back pass you know, 20, 25 times a game. And I thought that was a, a great, great mix, a great job by Kevin Stefanski, and obviously great job by the offensive line and Kirk Cousins executing that game plan. Okay, so here's the big question, though, is when I watch it back, I look at the Eagles' defense, and I say a lot of, what are you doing? Now, I know that uh, they're playing two backup corners, and they got smoked. 
But there's also a really smart defensive coordinator over there in Jim Schwartz who seemed to have the exact wrong game plan and not change it in the second half of that game at all. They were still biting on the same play-action looks. They were still making the same kind of mistakes. There were a lot of players who were in zone coverage not covering anyone, so there wasn't a change up there. It seemed like they decided, we're going to play it this way, and that's what we're sticking with. We're going to make Cousins beat us, which is, to me, a really foolish approach because you're not talking about just Kirk Cousins beating you. You're talking about Thielen and Diggs beating you and can confirm from reporting on the team since 2016, they beat a lot of people. If you play play one safety, those guys will eat you alive. They, They have, but I think the way... Uh, Schwartz, the defense coordinator, was looking at it uh, was again, you know, sort of the Belichick view. We're going to stop the run. We're going to make this quarterback, uh, you know, beat us. And so far that that you know, so far this season, Kirk has not really made teams pay uh, by overly being overly aggressive against the run. And then the Eagles get behind by a couple touchdowns. And of course, you think the Vikings are going to sort of slow play it and and hand the ball off more and and, and load up Dalvin Cook and Madison for more runs. And so I think their their safety's almost gotten more aggressive. Uh, you know, there in this in this you know late second quarter, second half, because they figure the Vikings are probably just going to sort of roll this thing into the second half and try to slow down the game and, and use a lot of clock. And they became, as I said, even more aggressive and left those corners who are who are not good. Their corners are the weakness of that football team. Oh yeah, and and obviously Thielen uh, and Diggs just had an unbelievable day against those two guys, and so it was. Um, that that was that was the perfect sort of style of a, a game plan, and I and I don't I, I don't know what Schwartz does on the other end. Do you play your safeties deep and try to stop the pass? I I, I think that uh, uh, you know Cook and Madison might run for another hundred yards yeah. if he plays yeah. that way, um, because there were still some big holes. Uh, there were still some nice holes and nice runs in this in this game, and they did run for over 120 yards, and that's that's basically twice as much as what the Eagles have been giving up. Uh, through the first five games of the season. I think if I were designing a defensive game plan against this offense, knowing what I've seen going back to training camp in the first number of weeks this season, I would lean much more toward what the Packers did, play my nickel package all the time and try to blow up bootleg plays and look for turnovers and things like that against this team, especially with two backup corners. I don't understand leaving two backup corners alone on two of the best receivers in the NFL. And I know that Delvin Cook can absolutely beat you on his own. He's shown that. He can run for 75 yards at any time. But if I'm saying which one of these things is more likely to get me beat for 60-yard, 50-yard passes and things like that, I mean, it's obviously Thielen and Diggs are are going to be the chunk plays, and but I they would... haven't. But we haven't hit those in the past, right? Yeah, I think right, that was right. a thing. But or, it's not like Kirk Cousins or... is new, though. This isn't no. This no, isn't but, a but... young quarterback. This is a guy who's done it for years and been able to hit those throws. He's one he of the has, better deep he, passers in the league. He hadn't hit him a ton this year, or pressure either. He had missed, or pressure had gotten to him. Uh, and they do have a, a good pass rush in, in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's that classic phrase, was it, you know, take from Peter to pay Paul? Have sure, you heard that yeah. phrase before, yeah. right? It's sort of one of those, like, well, you either want to stop the pass or stop the run because it's sort of hard to do both. And obviously they sort of sold out to stop the run, in particular when they are behind by, you know, two or three scores there. You sort of have to do that and, and really, you really maximize their weakness, which are those two corners who just got picked on all day. You know, that, that the bootleg touchdown to, um, to Stefan Diggs, that was perfectly thrown. That was a broken play. Uh, on that play, uh, if it's a cover two look where the corner pl- it plays up, you know, sort of in that five to seven yard range mm-hmm. and there's a safety over top, 
what Stefan Diggs is supposed to do is sort of settle in that hole. We call that the honey hole. Uh, it's sort of about 15 yards deep. It's in between the safety, but it's over the corner. Yeah. And if the corner sinks, you throw it to the guy in the flat. If the corner comes up to the flat, you throw it over his head. That's not supposed to be a go route. The problem is the corner played it like cover two, but there was no safety. No safety. Behind yes. That. Yeah. And so 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 Diggs just stick, stuck up his hand and said, "Hey, I'm going deep." And and Kirk uh, saw that adjustment. And, and made an absolutely perfect throw, and and and, uh, and that was an easy touchdown. So, um, obviously, a, a, a very, very poorly played game by the Eagles. I was expecting much more from them. Offensively, as I was expecting more, uh, and, and defensively, I was definitely expecting more, and, uh, and they, they did not have their best game on Sunday. Okay, answer this then, because we've gone over all the things they did right, and we should also say, and, and I did earlier, but... Your, I'd like your reaction to this too. I thought Cousins himself was fantastic. Like this is the best he can be. Where it was not only just great play designs and he made throws, and it wasn't only a couple of bombs where he launched it up into the hands of a receiver. It was consistent accuracy. It was throwing on time. It was like you said, confidence it was, that he it showed. Was scrambling. It, it right, was yeah, scrambling. Yeah, he rolled out, I mean, away the, from Zach Brown once of all people. The, the throw to the BC. Yeah, that was that that's the caught, one I'm talking about uh, on the a, overload blitz, right? Yeah, yeah. That, that I it was it was a I believe it was a play action, mm-hmm. and uh, they blitz the guy that usually is in coverage, and and it's one of those deals where uh, sometimes there's a side adjust, but no one saw it, and and the guy comes blocked, uh, uh, unblocked, and he rolls out to the right and makes an accurate throw on the run. Like wow, that was a great play. He also on the interception that hit Diggs right in the face. Uh, that was also a <laughs> It was a great play. throw. That was, that was a great, a great throw. throw. I mean, you know, imagine, you know, add another one. I mean, what what's his QB rating if, if, if uh, Diggs catches that and it's yeah. not intercepted it by might be, It might actually be perfect. He honestly. might have had a 158 rating. I mean, he yeah. had a, what, what am I looking at, a 138 rating with an interception that wasn't his fault. Uh, I, I'm fairly sure. Uh, and there's been a couple, like last year, there were a couple of shootouts, that, that game in Los Angeles. I don't know, if was that a Monday night game or a Sunday night game? Uh, oh, that, that was a Thursday, a Thursday game? night game. It's a national game. And Cousins played great in that game. It was, you know, high-scoring shootout. This was the best game I think Kirk Cousins has played as a Minnesota Viking. And if he plays this way, this team will be, and the rest of the team plays the way they play, the defense, the running game, the receivers, uh, the tight end, the whole thing. This is why the Vikings went out and got him, because this is sort of the high-end potential of he played fantastic in this game, uh, took care of the football. There weren't any stupid mistakes. And, again, the only interception was uh, was really a great play by him. And uh, so if, if, if Kirk plays like this, you know, watch out NFC. So here's a stat for you, and then you can answer the question of whether it's sustainable. Uh, Cousins has had in his career nine games. Uh, I'm sorry, ten? No, nine. Okay, I, I'm not going to count a game where he only threw ten passes. So nine games with a quarterback rating over 130. So you're just unbelievable that day. Nine times that's happened since becoming a full time starter in 2015. Three of them have happened this year: Philly, New York, and Atlanta. Well, Atlanta's the one I'm not counting. So two of them have happened this year in the last two weeks. Two of eight. You're saying yeah. that at that point. Right? Uh, two of, yeah, nine. Nine of them. Sorry. My math got thrown off by that eight for ten against Atlanta, which I don't want to count. Um, but, I mean, it is it just this offense is great for him? Is it those two defenses were terrible? Do we need to see more of it versus good defenses to believe that it could be consistent throughout this year? Like, what is your bigger picture takeaway from these last two weeks, two of his best games ever in his career? 
Well, I think when you get that run game going or, or teams are really concerned about the run, you have an advantage as a quarterback. You've got one-on-one coverage. You've got two of the best receivers in the league, in my opinion, the best one-two punch in the NFL who can take advantage of any corner out there who is a one-on-one. And uh, so, yeah, he's he, he was he was been dealing with a you know a good set of cards you know uh you know after the uh after the cards are dealt he's already got a couple pairs uh you know, in the mix and now it's like what do you do with it the teams also had the lead which is always helps and i think that's really if we want to talk about like the, the the story of kirk cousins is what happens when they don't have the lead right you know when he's when he's not, he has not played either he has not played well or the defense has not played well or you know there was a fumble and you're down 21 to 10 at half that's where that's where that's about the only question left, right? He plays really well when he's not asked to do a ton. And this game, he just played a perfect ball game. He really about as good as I think you can play. But the question is when he, when they're down and the, and they're and and team and their Vikings are not going to run the ball as much, and teams are not going to uh, leave their corners out to dry one on one against that one two punch at, at wide receiver with Diggs and Thielen. Then how does Kirk Cousins perform? And, and that's what we have not seen enough of yet. All right, when we come back. Penalties. I want you to tell me what it's like to be out on the field when the refs are screwing you over and uh, what Roger Goodell had to say about that today. Sage Rosenfels, Matthew Collar, we continue to break down Vikings against the Eagles, their big win, what it means going forward here. We'll talk about uh, the Lions as well. And, of course, the Lions with just the some of the greatest journeyman quarterbacks that there ever were. So we will discuss uh, all of that coming up. You're listening to Purple Daily here on Score North. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. 